Hi there, my name is Jenny Donnelly and I can't believe it, we are on the very last week of Rain and Rest. This is week 31 and it's the week of Her Voice Equipping Conference. So we're so pumped, we have so much going on around here. I cannot wait for this. If you're attending with us this week, we cannot wait to see you. We are so excited. There's so much in store for you. And if you are unable to come, please keep us in your prayers because we believe that God is doing something very specific and it will be very significant to this nation. Okay, so last week we were talking about Abraham. We we're talking about leaving the familiar zone, but never leaving our comfort zone. And I want to take us to Genesis chapter 18, verse 19. And I want to talk to you about what we spoke on last week, which was about this multiplication. It was about being an example to other people. And if you really read through this story of Abraham, you see where God is emphasizing, hey, what I'm going to do through Abraham, I'm going to do for the world. I'm going to bless the world through him. I'm going to bless the nations through him. But I stopped in my tracks when I read this particular verse, verse 19. This is God speaking. This is the Lord. I have chosen him for a reason. And I stopped there and went, oh, that's a good point. It wasn't like he drew a name out of a hat and went, oh, I drew Abram. Let's get that guy. Like he literally had a reason why Abraham was the best choice to be a father of a nation. And Abram was not able to have a baby. So he didn't pick him because he was fertile. <laughs> he didn't pick Abraham because he had the skill set. Let's look and see why he chose Abraham. I have chosen him for a reason. Namely, basically he's saying, do you want to know the real reason? The top reason I chose him is that he will carefully instruct his children and his household to keep themselves strong in relationship to me and to walk in my ways by doing what is good and right in the world and by showing mercy and justice to all others. I know he will uphold his end of the covenant so that he can ensure my promises to him will be fulfilled and upheld as well. I stopped and read that and went, whoa, Abraham, you were chosen because God knew inside your heart was this desire to pass something along, pass the ways of God along. And I thought, whoa, that's how important this is to God. He doesn't choose us because of our skill set. He doesn't choose us because we're fertile, right? We're fertile ground. He chooses us because he knows that we will pay it forward. We will pass it on. We will take the gospel. We will look at the whole Bible and we will say our sons and daughters in the natural sons and daughters and our spiritual sons and daughters, we will pass this along. We will not let the word of God die in our home. We will not be hoarders of the goodness of God. We will not read the Bible and then shut our mouth. We will not love God and not teach our children how to love God. We will take everything that we know to be true and right and worthy and good, and we will pass it on to our children so that it will live and multiply. And I just love this. I was like, wow, God, 
when you look at Jenny and you look at choosing me, you're not choosing me based on my adequacy. You're choosing me because you know that I will not keep this to myself. Have you been keeping some things to yourself? Have you been keeping your testimony to yourself? I just saw this vision earlier of hoarders, that awful show <laughs> where people don't throw anything away, right? They don't get rid of anything. And maybe it's not just garbage that people are hoarding, but you know, we can do that too, right? Hoarding our wounds and hoarding our torment and hoarding our trauma. But I'm talking about just hoarding, keeping to ourselves the good things that God's given us, like his word. And we're not paying it forward. We're not passing it forward. We're not teaching our children the word of God. We're just kind of crossing our fingers and hoping that they just somehow want to love God, right? Well, in my home, church wasn't optional. It wasn't like, do you guys want to go to church today? It just wasn't optional, just like school's not optional. <laughs> I know a lot of people who sports and school, like they're not letting their kids miss sports for nothing. They're not letting them miss a practice. And I believe in that type of um, discipline. I believe in developing people like that. But I'm always surprised when the spiritual development is optional. That's not okay. That's not okay because God will choose you based on your willingness to pass on what he's given you and not hoarding it to yourself. I think that's amazing. And the other thing that's amazing about this is Abraham went outside of his instructions from God. God told him, your wife, Sarah, is going to have a baby. In her ripe old age, she is going to have a baby. Sarah laughed. She denied laughing. God said, why'd you laugh? And she said, I didn't laugh. Don't no, no, no laughing here. And she laughed because she could not believe it. And Abraham couldn't believe it either. So he went and slept with his servant because he wanted his servant to bear a baby so that we could get on with the promises that God had for him, right? He got impatient. He didn't trust God. He took matters into his own hands and he had Ishmael. At the time of this statement where God said, I have chosen him for a reason, namely that he will carefully instruct his children and his household to keep themselves strong in, my, in relationship to me and to walk in my ways. When he said that, Abraham had totally messed up and rebelled and had Ishmael. Isaac isn't even here yet. Sarah hasn't even gotten pregnant yet. God didn't change his mind. And he even goes to say, he'll keep his end of the covenant. Well, if, if God reminded himself of Abraham's sin and disobedience, he wouldn't have said that. But God isn't looking at our mistakes. He's not. He's looking at our obedience. Stop looking at your mistakes. Just say, oh God, I literally didn't trust you right there. Help me, God. Help me to trust you. Help me to have patience to wait for you to come through for me and not control my own outcomes of life. Just, I want to trust you, God. Just come to him in that sober humility that says, God, I apparently didn't trust you. I just went right off on my own off-roading experience. And it didn't turn out very well for me and a whole lot of other people. So God, I'm, I'm here. What do you want me to do? And God said, you're going to keep your end of the covenant. 
and you're going to pass this on to your children. God did not change his mind about Abraham, even though Abraham messed up. That should bring you so much comfort. It brings me a ton of comfort to know that God does not look at my past, does not look at my mistakes. He looks at my obedience. Have you been obedient? Are you passing along podcasts that are changing your life? Maybe one out of 31 of these rain and rest videos was so life-changing to you and you just loved it and you were excited about it. Did you share it? Did you push the share button? Did you copy and paste the link from YouTube? Maybe you're on YouTube watching this, maybe you're on Facebook. Did you pass it along? Did you say, you know what? It's time to hit 10 of my friends with this video. Maybe there's a church service that you're church broadcast, and it was so life-changing to you, and you're thinking, my mom really would have loved this. Well, you know what? If it's available online, send it to your mom. Maybe God did something in your life last week that was just such a sweet kiss from God, and he wants you to tell your children, hey, tell your daughter what God did for you. Hey, tell your son what God did for you, what he told you, the door he opened for you, the blessing that came through. Share with your children when God blesses you financially. Share with your children the scripture verse that's beaming in your spirit right now. Don't make it religious. Don't say, family, sit down. You have to do this Bible study and everybody starts fighting and they don't want to be a part of it, right? I get it. I've been there. But why don't you just share as you go? Why don't you just make it a part of your conversation? That's what the Bible says. Talk about it at dinner. Talk it about as you go to the market. Talk about it in, in the morning. Talk about it on your way. Just tell the stories through the day. Today, as we were driving home from church, it was kind of fun because every week God has asked me, four weeks ago, he said, Jenny, I want you to have your children memorize two scripture verses a week. And I'm going to give you little songs for them. Now that's happened in my past when my 18 year old daughter when she was about seven, God would drop these little tunes in me. And even though I'm not a great singer, I would have these little tunes in me and I would have scripture to the tunes. And then the scripture reference would be in the lyrics. And I did that for a little bit. And then somewhere along the way, it just faded off. I don't know why. Okay. But God reminded me four weeks ago, he said, we're going to pick that back up. And two times a week, you're going to teach your kid these songs. And it was so fun because on the way home from church today, I told Mercy, who's four on one side, I was in our van and I sat in the middle of them because, you know, I'm the mom that doesn't care anymore. I used to have be like, you sit in the back, I'll sit in the front. Now I'm like, I don't care. You guys are little, you're growing up so fast. So I'm sitting in the back of the van, one on each side, Eden's on one side, Mercy's on the other, and they're singing their songs and they're going all the way through the songs they've learned. And then I said, okay, it's time for this week. We got it. We have two more this week. And they start making up little songs and Mercy's singing, God loves me. I love God. He loves me so much. He's always with me, you know, and it's not really a tune, but she was singing for like 15 minutes. And I put my little recorder on, on my phone and just held it there. And then when she was done, I said, that was amazing. You might be a, wow, I think you're a songwriter. That was so good, Mercy. And so then I labeled my little audio, Mercy Spontaneous Worship, age four, because I want to go back and show that to them. And that's what I've done with my 18-year-old daughter. I've gone back and revealed, hey, you sang this when you were 11. And she's like, that's actually really good. I'm like, I know. I always told you you were good and you didn't believe me. And now you do. This is victory, <laughs> right? So record the kids when they start singing. Sing along with them in the car. Be silly. Make jokes, 
say, you guys, I just saw this in the word of God. Isn't this cool? Like if you have little kids, you can be silly. You can be fun about it. The older the kids get, the more you embarrass them, which is actually kind of fun. Let's be honest. But talk about with the older kids, talk about the miracle. Like we can't stop talking about this. I'm going to post this. And by the time you watch this, maybe you've seen my post, but my son shows me this video and I'm like, what? This is crazy. I'm sharing this with the world. So I'm out of town. He's sleeping in my bed with my husband, which always happens, always happens. There's always a kid in her bed somewhere. Sam is sleeping, my 16 year old, with my husband and somebody's foot kicks over a jar of water, like a drinking glass in, a, in an actual jar. Both of them are like, we're not getting up and getting that. <laughs> we're too tired, right? So in the morning, they get out of bed and this jar, you're gonna think I'm lying. Okay, I'm gonna post this, right? This jar is upside down on the floor with all of the water filled inside. What? He shows me his video and he goes, mom, I go, that's impossible. The water fell off the nightstand and captured all the water in the jar. I'm like, what? So I asked God, because I'm, this is how I am. I'm like, God, what are you saying here? And he said, Jenny, you've seen a lot of miracles and now I'm showing you signs and wonders. It's a wonder. Like, I wonder how that happened. It's impossible. That's what's called a wonder. And then I said, okay, God, that is so cool. And then he said, don't you think, Jenny, that I can't do anything I want to do? Anything I want to do, I can do at any time I want to do it. And it just, my unbelief, just a level of unbelief just kind of vanished. And it was like, whoo, do what you're going to do, God, in my life. Do what you're going to do, God, in my church. Do what you're going to do, God, in my children. Do what you're going to do, God, in this conference. Do what you're going to do, God, in America. Do what you're going to do over our government, God. I'm not going to limit you. I'm not going to have conversations with people that are low conversations of how we're just all doomed. No, God, do what you're going to do. If you can keep water inside a glass as it's falling over and trap it, like, God, you're awesome. <laughs> Amazing, right? But I can't keep that to myself. I can't keep a wonder and a sign and a miracle and we can't keep it to ourselves. You guys might've seen when that amazing gal was healed of hearing when we were in Chicago at the rally. Do you guys remember that? Well, when she came to me and, and said, I, I need healed from deafness. I was like, I pointed to somebody over here and pointed to somebody over here. And I said, turn on your phones, turn on your phones start recording this because I did not want anybody to miss out on what God was going to do. Now, here's the thing. This isn't about Jenny. This is about you. What can you pass along to your spiritual sons and daughters and to your natural sons and daughters? Some of your grandparents, it's time to get in the word of God with your grandkids. It's time to put on veggie tales. <laughs> while you're watching them and saying, wow, let's talk about that scripture verse. What do you like about that? What did you like about that episode? We need to pass this along to our sons and daughters because that is where God decides to choose us. He chooses us for more because we won't hoard it for ourselves. Okay, you guys, this is all for this week. I've had a blast 31 weeks of rain and rest. When we pass it on to our children, when we become equipped, like we're going to be this week, at conference, we're going to be equipped. You don't get equipped to go home and hoard. 
It's not about us anymore. We get equipped so that we can go home and help other people be encountered and other people be equipped. Equipping is all about multiplication. It's about multiplication and it's about obedience. It's about fruit. Okay, so this is the week to talk about multiplication. That's gonna happen for you at the conference. All right, this has been an amazing 31 weeks. I love you so much. God bless you. May he multiply you. May his favor be upon you. And may you live in rest for the rest of your life. We'll see you soon.